What's up, IP friends? So, if you are a Comic Con fan, or you are an anime fan, or a Magna fan, or you are into cosplay, fan art, merchandising, then this episode was specially curated for you. I will be discussing with one of the co founders and organizers of the Portacot Comic Con. We delve a little bit into intellectual property, but more into what she has been up to over um, the years. So, you do not want to miss this episode. Check it out. IP. 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 Welcome to IP series, home to all things IP related, where I give you the stories, tips, and implications to business and creative decision concerning your intangible assets with real life case study. I am your host, Rita Anwari Chinda. Subscribe and turn on your notification so you don't miss an episode. Cheers, guys. Oh. All right then, welcome to IP series Barida. Please kindly introduce yourself. My name is Barida Alawa. I'm from Beaver State, Nigeria. I'm a scriptwriter, creative, and an event organizer. I organize an, an event called PHCT Comic Con and I've been doing that with my amazing team for the last three years now, and we've been up and running. Up and running. We've been creating really wonderful things and impacting our community thus far. Fantastic. So I I met Barida during one of this entertainment-related training called the Music Business. She's Music Business Academy. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and we also connected because we are both PH based. Because I think most of the participants there were Lagos based, so it's kind of like everyone's looking for their kindred spirit, sort of. But you mentioned being an event organizer, amongst other things, being a screenwriter or scriptwriter. Can you tell us a little bit about the PH Comic Con? Because I know they have like a Lagos one, but it's Port Harcourt and I'm Port Harcourt, you're Port Harcourt. So let's represent. Tell us what is your event about. Okay. Okay, so I would actually start with um, Comic Con in general. It's actually a convention, a pop culture convention um, done um, all over the world. So People are allowed to actually use um, the franchise to set up in different parts of the world and hold in their states or cities, wherever they can. So for Port Harcourt, we initially started in 2020, but COVID actually made us, um, it happened and we had to step back a bit. Yeah. 
So we kicked off in 2020, 2021 on May 29th, yes, May 29th, 2021 on a Saturday. So we decided to start Comic Con because we sat down like, okay, we know um, there are persons who, they are artists, illustrators, they are writers. We have all these people in this space and how come we don't have anything that brings us all together and mm. it's a space where most of most of us or most of the persons involved are usually introverted and okay. they really come out and it's not really so known down here a bit so well, okay let's um let's all come together let's create this let's push this in the state let's get persons who are involved in this to all come together. Let's show people what we can actually do, the things that can be done. Because I know that there are some persons who do like, okay, they are looking for an animator or illustrator. And back then they would always refer to persons outside like, ah, but there are persons here who are really, really good. They are really good persons here. But because most of them are not really in this space, so they may not know that those persons who are good, but amongst their pairs, you know, that, okay, you know, this person is good, but others may not necessarily know who that person is. So, Comic Con, it's where persons who are talented or who want to start can actually come in. And what we're also trying to do with, with PST Comic Con is for the kids, most especially. We are trying to put our focus on the kids, on the young minds, because for most of them, I don't think they've actually, like maybe on career day, for example, maybe um, you see persons who want to be doctors, lawyers, engineers, and that's awesome. But what about <laughs> those who, <laughs> that, that's awesome. What about those who, that's not, <laughs> that's like, that's not, necessarily going to be it for everybody yeah, and that's the reality of life so what happens to those persons who guides those kids in a certain structure or in a certain way to be like okay this is how it can be done and for for my team and I, I know that while growing up some of we, we didn't necessarily have those things in place so it's basically just online and Okay, there are persons now who they've been able to do something, they've been able to build a career, build a life out of doing these things. Like, okay, let's see how we can bring those professionals to come and talk to these kids, come and show them, teach them, explain to them that okay, this is possible, and this is how you can also do it. So that aside from just um, putting up a glamour around it, you can also still actually give um, steps or a process to how these persons can actually start, how they can actually be able to make money off of their their arts because they are successful. Uh, for every craft, they they are always the top um, top percent, and there's always the bottom. But regardless there's still a process to it all. And most times, some of these kids need these things 
earlier on so that um the persons who are really 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 good and talented don't need to maybe when it's time for uni or after uni now they would have to switch into um something else and for people and for persons who are create uh, creative there's there's this frame your state of mind is for a certain period that you need to get those things out there as much as mm. you can and that's really really important and those those things that come out those periods they are very very important and if you stay too long in an environment where it's not being nurtured and read, it it dies down what's not being used becomes dormant and sometimes me we just vanish. So we just for, lose the passion as well. Just lose it. And for those, there are persons who they are really, really good. So trying to make sure those persons who are really, really good or, or they want to, we can actually help nurture that and actually play a part in their journey to make sure that, okay, yes, the the persons from this, from rather not just River States, Nigeria in general can actually have a path to follow and, and, at, and at the same time to still celebrate and have fun with um, mm. from the culture, from anime, movies, the things that we enjoy and they've actually influenced um, part mm. of what we create. Fantastic. Fantastic. Thank you so much for giving us a rundown of the Potakot's, um Comic Con industry or well, i think one of the reasons why i reached out to you was the intangible assets um aspect of our conversation which will be delving into the types of ip and how comic-con organizers need to now be aware of what intellectual property is and how they can be protected so judging from your experience and being a part of the ph comic-con community what would you say um, your knowledge that you have about IP has helped you and your team members? Okay. Um, I think last year we had an experience with something. My mm. One of the graphics designers actually did a graphics design for the cosplay contest. And we had used a known cosplayer's um, picture on okay. posted it and the um, and we're actually in a lot of communities in Nigeria and outside Nigeria so we actually mm. sh uh, shared it to one of those uh, communities and the person saw mm -hmm. that and requested it to be taken down Damn. so I think wow that, yes and, <laughs> and since there's something we were using to promote for the event we realized that oh yeah. we had breached upon um, someone yeah. else's intellectual property, and mm. since um, she had expressed herself that okay, um, she didn't want that to happen without um, waiting for your uh, cease and desist to be served, we just took it down and made our apologies and moved on from that. Well, from that okay. experience, now we then decided for the graphics or things that are going to be done, we are going to use only our own 
property. We don't want yeah. to use someone yeah. else's that we are not aware of and we don't have any agree agreements with you. So it means that yeah. uh, we create uh, designs from scratch for most of the yeah. characters now that, we are, um, that are being used. They are being um, designed and created by members of my team. So okay. now we're actually taking into, um, into consideration that um, intellectual property is very, very important because as a whole Comic-Con deals, it has a lot of intellectual property and we can't be sure doing um, an event like this and not have an understanding of what it is and also mm -hmm. being rich of someone else's yeah. um, hard work too. So we've also had to sit down and ask questions, read and to be aware so that at the same time, so we can also help to protect or give information to persons who are in the communities, in the community that, okay, they want to do this and they're looking for, okay, we, we know that we can direct you on who to meet or mm. how to go about it, especially when you've infringed on someone else's decision. Okay, no, this is, you've infringed. It's not a matter yeah. of being um, stubborn or negligent. If that person <laughs> has the <laughs> legal rights, there's, there's really no need to fight in a lost battle. So yeah. just do the proper thing and take it down, except maybe you have a counterclaim that can be done okay. properly, but if not, then leave it be. Because if it was vice versa, it's going to be the same thing. Because as a creative, we all know what it means for someone else to infringe or to use your work. Uh, yeah, to make money to do it. So, mm. so that so, is, so I would, I would say moral lesson is everybody should do their due diligence and ensure that you're not using another person's work without their consent, which is good, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. And so, it helps the community to also grow mm, by creating indigenous yeah. things. Mm -hmm. You mentioned a couple of terms. What are those um, terms you, find, you would usually find within the um, Comic Con community. Can you just like define a couple of those? Okay. So I would say for the terms, for the terms used, mostly used in Comic Cons, you would hear things like panel sessions, um, speaker sessions, exhibitors, um, creators. Um, artist spotlight, artist alley, and a couple of others. For there, a whole lot of things that can actually be done in Comic Con. Well, for there, some there are actually used all over. You can actually pick the ones that you feel you can start with and actually grow with it in your industry or in your area basically so that's not to because not not everything being done on the international scale may be able to you may be able to replicate it 
back home. So you also need to look at the things that you feel that, okay, can actually work. Like for Artist Alley, like we do Artist Alley at PhD Comic Con. It's a place where um, creatives can actually come and sell their work. The goal behind that is to have a section where it's just the artists who are are going to be in that particular area. So that when um, the attendees, the kids, parents, fans, cosplayers, they come into the event and they go through the different areas, they can actually go into the artist alley and see what's being done, see the works and see what's actually being being um, displayed there. Then for the panel sessions is in such a way that um, we have industry professionals um, come and speak or come and discuss on a certain topic that we feel needs to be addressed um, in the community and at the same time to share some insights on things that we feel that would be of great benefit to to the persons attending. Then for the speaking sessions, usually in different areas, we try to cover as much as we can, or we bring different speakers from different fields in Comic-Con. We try to bring um, from a publisher perspective, from a creator perspective, um, and from a sponsor's perspective too, and a partner perspective in the sense that, okay, for publishers now, they can come and speak to persons seated down listening and actually explain to them, okay, the things that they need to do to actually get published or get a publishing deal. Then for those who are creators and are successful creators also, they can also share tips and give insights on the things that people do to help them grow and improve on on their current work. Then for persons who are active, support the community and actually want to see um, in the, um, industry uh, industries and businesses actually grow, you can actually come in and who are attending can actually see how they can actually partake in building in building the set and see how they can actually make efforts that can actually lead to a good um would I say that can actually take the level of the industry or the growth of the industry from the infancy stage, because I think we are at the infancy stage now. We are at the infancy stage now, so to actually take it forward. Then we also have um, the anime section. The anime section mm-hmm. is where the anime lovers can actually come, chill, their friends um, have fun. They can watch anime and basically have a good time. Then we also do animation screening. 
the, the animation screenings that are being done at Comic Cons. There are creators within the community that actually produce really good and wonderful animations, and we also screen those things at Comic Con to show others what these persons they've done, what they've created, and for persons who would um, be interested in what they do or who would want to work or partner with them, they can also be able to to reach out to reach out to those persons there and the move their movie screenings also being done so the idea of comic con in general is actually to push the creative industry in the city or the state it's located so in what in where in whatever city or state it's located there needs to be a focus on on the sector and see how to actually improve push and to develop and to nurture thought um, talents also in in the industry so some there may be some things that um we are doing and probably maybe another comic con in another state may not be doing or may also be doing depending on what um can actually be done within a particular um, city because for our first convention in 2021 we didn't actually do artists early then the idea came to my partner last year and he said okay let's try this and see what happens and see the impact. And we saw that, okay, um, artists in the community, they loved that and they wanted to do that too. So we, so we need that, okay, this is something that can work for the traditional artists because the way you would showcase a traditional artist is different from the way you would show a digital artist. And you also need to have a balanced skill a balanced skill in showcasing the different areas or the different parts of the creative um, industry to and to make sure each part is actually give is given a fair um, fair exposure and attention at the same time and that then at the same time too for persons who want to sell their comics sell their merchandise it's it's a good place for those persons to actually come because on a normal day and the rest is very rare for you to see up to maybe 50 60 or less than that of comic lovers or marvel or dc lovers except maybe a marvel or dc movie just um, just came out and they are going to the cinema those are the rare cases where you can actually see those persons in large numbers. So you rarely see them come out for normal events that happen in the city or in the state. But something like Comic Con brings all those persons together. So it's a place where if you're in the industry or you want to learn about the industry, 
how it works because it's really big it's bigger than even what i'm actually talking about it's actually a really big thing but you can't actually focus on everything it's it's a process so in gradually we are doing some things we see how it works if it doesn't work we reiterate we um, take it back see how we can improve on it or if we if we get feedback and we see that this isn't working okay we know that we can't replicate this down here let's do this other thing let's have it a twist it and see how that can actually work and we also have game developers too they're also involved too. so we are basically trying to develop all the areas to bring mm -hmm. all this all these persons together so for them for terms it's basically the industry coming under one event to celebrate so the some certain names can be either be given by us in the different parts of the events as not to have different names and that becomes a problem for our for our guests and attendees to actually identify but they know that okay with this comes all these other things that follows so once mm -hmm. they, um, they come to the event then they know that okay yes they're expecting these different things to happen okay well, you've mentioned so many people you've not mentioned legal i'm i'm, I'm i don't know that i'm not Sorry. vexed but <laughs> actually you mentioned everything except for legal why is that no why no, you no, 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 no. <laughs> but you have that was, Only you have that, was it. that was <laughs> intentional that wasn't intentional because <laughs> that was i think i don't know why that skipped my mind unfortunately yeah. i'm being the world i'm just being honest but, it's not like we don't know we know but mm. probably is where maybe we've actually made a mistake that there's this jolt of oh, oh 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 why did i do this i should have just done the property so it's, it's okay like um, last year you were around for last year's event and you spoke so it's also something at the same time that consciousness and i think in this part of the world we are not in my opinion i'm not so sure we take into think of legal, consideration legal so, first legal is like yes, the last thing yes mm. yes we don't necessarily no it depends on what exactly that person is doing there are some certain things that you're doing that that comes <laughs> first because for persons who would want to interact with you you need to get some certain things done before that talk would actually begin let's say for example now i was to, um doing or we are in partnership with maybe a certain brand and the rest we need to, rather we have to be registered we need to have mm. the basic um, things to be recognized as an entity yes mm. so you know that you can't even do this without being um without being legal so it depends on i would say for 
the artists for the business owners that comes first because you can't actually operate without having some of these things or, or even if you do you probably hit a roadblock that would force you that would force mm. you to have to do something rather mm. to do the property than get illegal illegal backing and that's actually an area where um I would say is 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 really needed because not so many persons are aware they mm. are not aware of what they could actually make from some um, from these things and there are some individuals or entities that can actually take advantage of these things even without the creator or the owner actually knowing that this should uh, that they shouldn't do this or if they are to work with this is this is this is how they can um go about it so I would actually say, yeah. yes because that's something that we know that a lot of Mm. Are not actually aware, and and I'm not sure most of them understand. I would say even I myself. I just I would say from doing comic con, it's, it has exposed me to most of these things, and I have to be aware because the wrong step could cost could cost us everything. What you've been building for for the last three years and and the future, so. Every step has to be calculated. You can't you, you can't do anything out of your emotions. So when something is okay, is this even for artists that come to exhibit, we try to make sure you don't bring someone else's work. The work that you're supposed uh, to post, do you have the right to? Yes, you have the right then we cannot post sorry, it so that. Sorry. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Hello. I can hear you. I can hear you. Hello. I would say for for creatives, I don't know why, to be honest. I don't know why. I think 
um, either the excitement or mm. just wanted to get things done may just get in the way of doing the proper doing the proper thing and at the same time i also feel some persons do not know so uh, yes actually don't know because even if i wasn't doing comic-con or, or a part of comic-con i'm not so sure i would have been aware if maybe a younger one or a cousin actually came to ask me for advice and said i'm not i won't be have some certain information to say okay if this is what you want to do okay contact um a lawyer have this conversation first before you even proceed to even talk about monetary um payment for your work yeah. agree on terms and conditions and see how um you want to make money from that work and and that project. If you feel that project is something that um, a one-time payment would be better for you, fine. And if it's something that you know it's going to be used, a work that is going to be used in perpetuity, the you know that speaking to a lawyer and doing the property will help you make a better deal than doing that by yourself i don't even know if that's actually possible because the property would actually be to get a lawyer to look through your documents advise you on mm. what you need to do before even a final document it's is even given to you to sign at the same time yeah. so i'll say i've also made um some mistakes without knowing well after starting comic con and this far now i'm very hesitant to okay want to do this okay i'm not that okay this document is, is or rather now before i even once just give me the document i know who i'm giving it to immediately before even consideration comes in before i even try to so that i don't let maybe an emotional decision or if that person is close to me to try to influence my decision i know that okay once it's read by my lawyer i know that okay this 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 and i know that i'll be able to give you an answer based on that and see how we can work around it if you feel oh that's not and we can't come to a middle ground and i know that that can actually work but it's mm. an it's an agreement. It's a contract, so both yeah. parties need to be in agreement. So um, both sides need to agree on what is fair for both parties at the same time. So I would say, from making those mistakes myself, from doing Comic Con, has made me even anything I'm signing, anything. Or even before I sign it, depending on what I'm I'm actually uh, signing. If it's something that okay for so 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 time, I know that okay, this is what it is. I've been trained, I know that it's for this reason, but once it involves um something that I would create exclusively, 
for you to use for something. It has to be done the right way. Even if we have a discussion and I've actually had that experience too. And when we read some of the terms and we saw that some certain things there weren't too comfortable with us and all like, okay, no, this doesn't seem um, fair because you know that we are organizers of this event. Event. So I don't forget, for example, now, there's no way if my partner is involved in Comic-Con and maybe this particular thing is it, there are some things that would always just come up as conversations or would have that because of the type of work we do. So to sign an agreement where um, Comic-Con as an entity enters into it, it's something that we saw not to be quite beneficial, uh, beneficial because they know it didn't come to Comic-Con came to us as individuals to use our other uh, to work with you if it if you were to mm-hmm. work with comic-con it's a different thing altogether but you're coming to me as by that allower so the document mm-hmm. should surround me you as the individual uh, as the individual not the companies I work with or what I do with this and like this is in this this is the same space. So it's really a tricky mm-hmm. situation. So when I gave it this this part of the this I know that I probably will not be able to not talk about this because there are some agreements or some NDAs that creative sign and you are not allowed to actually Talk about disclose, share this, 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 this. I said at this point now, I think that can actually, I can actually uphold, uphold that 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 clause. And rather than sign something and default later on, and that won't make any sense because as we are also growing the industry, there are kids coming up and dress. So there are some mistakes that you are not allowed in a way to make because you are also, for the young persons who are coming, the illustrators, the artists, the writers, some of them will reach out and say, oh, somebody, um, this, 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 what should I do? The first thing I'm probably telling is, have you um, sent it to an intellectual property lawyer? Not just, because if you insist on like, okay, are you sure that person can handle this? If the person, if if not, why not give it to somebody else that is aware of all the things that surround that surround this work? Like, okay, like some persons don't actually know that. Okay, for your title, your animation, your novel, your book, your comic, a title series, a title can actually be you can actually trademark it. Yeah. Some persons are not aware of that. Like if even if you give someone that idea, that's actually still ownership. You can decide to actually 
um, I think I've had, have used the word actually close to <laughs> 14, <laughs> more than 14 times. Well, <laughs> regardless, some persons don't they are that they don't know that even for the characters, they don't know that okay, mm-hmm. somebody else can have a comic book called maybe um the um the actually but actually by the quicker <laughs> no, no 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 that would actually work best i'm trying to look for a really good decent that may work mm. um the chronicles for example you um somebody trying to trademark your quicker chronicles would be quite funny per se and i think you know why <laughs> you know why. i'm not the one but i'll refrain from making any side comments okay okay no problem but that would actually be funny because that alone like from a legal perspective or you're like okay this is going to be tricky if you trademark this there are ways to reach another creator can work around mm. that. So your trademark isn't strong. So you're creating something that other persons can come and do rep- do replicas of it. And mm. if it's something that will re- that has a really good story, you probably watch persons either make a mockery or have a rip off what you've created. Mm. In choosing a title also is is very very important and generic titles can't really be too owned by one person except maybe it depends it depends well some creators are not aware of those things so they may title this and wonder oh okay why is this 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 not knowing that oh even if you do not like what that person is doing you do mm. not have um, the legal rights to stop that person because what you trademark what you trademarked have um, it covers this somebody else can still go and do Okuka um, Chronicles Tales of Buma and that mm. goes interesting and it would work or person can still do that and the contents of the book or do tales of Boma then in the book um Jokika Chronicles and basically writes everything it on that it, it like and it it's going to counter what, whatever you have created so it's like so some persons are not actually aware of these things so when these things happen, you'd see misunderstandings. But because of lack of education on in these areas, some certain mistakes that can be avoided, unfortunately, are being made by mm. both business Creative. owners and the, I've actually seen business owners do that. Even wow. when some of the like, I think person asked for an advice and it's trying to okay if you are trying to do this 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 the way this in the way the comic industry works it's not the same way you you can be an awesome business 
businessman and this, but it doesn't mean um, all industries work the same way. Mm. How money is made, it's not the same in all in the in all industries. There are some things into that the business owner needs to leave some certain things for the creatives to do. What you're doing as an investor is you're bringing your expertise in is in certain um, areas and to come with the legal part of it so that for everything that is being created is being trademarked, is being copyrighted. You know that, okay, as they're creating, it's being protected, it's being this. But so now maybe as a business owner, you pick a name or this, and they're actually telling you because if for persons who are creatives, they probably watched different movies, animation and series. So you've probably seen some certain things play out in the last couple of years, some mistakes, some things that have gone on in the industry. So there are some things that if you're not a fan of the industry, you may not realize how tricky it can be. Maybe you see the success of maybe Spider-Man and some certain things and feel yeah, that it can be replicated in Nigeria. Fine, no problem, that's awesome. But <laughs> if you are creating it for this market, you need to come mm. down to the grassroots. You need to know how things yeah, you need to have to work. You need to know how things work. Get a lawyer to actually guide you to choose your names properly. The characters that you make. The, what are the... If it's something that it's... For example, the reverse um, attire. Well, one of the reverse mm. attire, um, Etibo. You can't have yeah. a claim to Etibo. Over Etibo. True that. You True can't. That. So if you go ahead and you just, and someone else, you have no claim over that. So even mm. as you invest in things like this, you still need a lawyer to tell you, okay, you can't trademark this. This is indigenous to this tribe or to this part. So you have to either create something unique and add something unique that um, hasn't been done elsewhere, that has that right to be copyrighted. Else, you just be building on... Castle in the air. Yes. You would not building <laughs> house on the air. So sometimes so it's also like we are facing both the creators and business owners too at the same time too that we've seen that the education actually needs to be done on all fronts the legal education needs to be done on all fronts both the creators and the business owners in Nigeria need to be made aware of the things that can actually be done there are some persons who they have really good um, characters, things that they can actually use to push, but they don't know. They're not aware of how they can actually work around it, how they can actually mm. license it to advertisers, to brands, to actually make uh, make good use of it and have good returns. So some business owners are now aware. Same with, mm -hmm. with creators. And that's why, like I said, um, Comic-Con has actually opened my eyes with experiences, mm. meeting 
different persons and at each point we try to make sure we listen to what we are being told the advice we are being given so that mm. some avoidable mistakes that can be avoided without having any legal um, implications. implications can be because at the same mm. time you need to make sure it's not you as an individual that is being sued as well it has to be the entity and um, for some creatives mm. they don't mm. know that they can actually no, but- uh, Sometimes so, it's strategy. Sometimes it's just strategy. I think mm-hmm. I just realized that I actually have an understanding of it, but from experience based. No, oh, from experience okay. based, where it wasn't necessarily me; it was mm-hmm. someone else, and it had to be. It was I was I think I was copied in that um, later. So. The, we had to find a way to settle it on both ends. Since it wasn't, um, I as a person wasn't the I wasn't the one defaulting, but I needed to make mm-hmm. sure at the same time too. Since it was sent to the entity, mm-hmm. it was sent to the en- entity and copied through me, then to the person it was to the person it was directed at. We all had mm. to come together to say, okay, how can we settle this and move forward? So I think I learned that um, this year through, um, through experience. Well, I wish I had known that earlier. Interesting. So it doesn't be us now for the persons. The creators, there are some questions, there are documents that now we can't afford to be careless or negligent because one action alone is enough to ruin years of hard work and things that are being built. So legally now, for, for every step, I think for everything that has been done now, have a sit back or like maybe I take a day and we think this line of action, it would there be legal repercussions if they are and they need to be settled as mm. before any further conversation is had so that um, the entity is not liable and at the same time too, I'm also not liable too. So I'm having to think on the spots for things that happen, like, um, issues, conflicts that happen. That mm-hmm. sit back now need it's I think this third year really brought that into perspective that the legal side of it it's it's can either make or crumble it. True. It can either make or crumble it. And I almost had that experience where it's this year that's almost happened. So I realized that, okay, this needs to be taken very, very seriously because we're also doing mm-hmm. something serious too. So we need to do the proper things. We need to make sure we're getting things 
rights and we are and we are building a part or a building that persons can can follow through they can they can because we know that um like um comic con international is over 30 years yeah mm. it's over 30 years so you know that this is something that can be passed down and for something you want yeah. to be passed down it means mm. you have to build structure you need to have different parts working you can't just wing it so you have to sit down do things um, properly register um bank accounts um your team you need to get things done properly and legally because if you don't you can you can actually have a huge success on something and you have a court case or a copyright case that have that would have you emit everything that has been made off of that work through the platform or through the events and that can mm-hmm. that can demoralize um is um, someone's spirit especially when um a lot of hard work has been put into it and it was actualized but a mistake of okay you used someone else's copyright without informing that individual <laughs> and getting a written and signed legal document that wasn't done, then that gives way for cease and desist, um, um, copyright claim to happen. So I think the entirety of Comic Con has to do with copyright. It's an industry that I think the legal uh, the legal aspects of it should even be front should be front and center thank you you have finally said it <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh, <laughs> should be front and center so, um so in all of these things now if you were to advise um say another comic con organizers um what are the tips you share with them on how to manage their intellectual property aspect in terms of registering their ips creating a licensing model and also while collaborating with ip owners and experts within the industry okay i would say first thing is Try to try to get gotta get the lawyer first. First. Yes. So that before you start um creating some certain things, have things explained to you. Mm. Have um, examples of um copyright explained to you, things that can be copyrighted so that as you begin to create and as you begin to organize, you know that um, you you could 
like okay for a comic con to start for example now they would need to design either a logo or a symbol that can be used to signify their presence and a creator now can create something really unique and that has something to that showcases the culture and a lawyer can actually tell you okay you need to trademark this before you start going in deep so that you don't have someone else look at that logo and just have a ripoff of it and uses it in different forms or materials so that then even the names that you the names that you choose for your events also matters for the things for the different sections and segments you also need to be aware and be careful so as not to use terms that don't that doesn't belong to you you and someone can have a count can have a claim to it you will try to use some generic things that you know is applicable can be used by anyone then for your images what you use for your graphics design for your videos to not be carried away you, the design can be awesome you may get away with it for a year or two but as you build and as you grow it would fire back on you so to avoid those things from happening in the nearest future and costing you money don't even do it in the first place create create your own designs create things that are unique to um to you you know how to create you know how to direct the creation so direct the designers and the creators on on what to do then mm. another thing would be for the artists that are going to exhibit like for PL City Comic Con, we, we ask them to send cop, um, digital copies of what they want to exhibit so that we can have a look at what's being exhibited. And know that, okay, these things that are being sent to us, they are owned by you and you alone. And we make sure that it doesn't leave um, Comic Con as an as an as a company or an event, we, we don't give it to someone else. It's between the artist and Comic Con, so we know that we are not using it without um, the permission of that artist or creator. So that before they exhibit, they don't come and exhibit someone else's. Work. I've seen a situation whereby someone else's work was being sold or something, and for I think the person is quite known online. So some persons could actually okay, that didn't actually happen at PST Comic Con. We saw it happen mm. at at something else. So okay. um, we were like we were like this person is ripping off this artist. This, this artist doesn't know. We were expecting. At, at the back of our mind, for those of us that were creative, we were like, ah, did the organizers do um, their due diligence? They should have somebody assigned that scrutinizes or that screens all these things passing through and being sold, especially especially when 
the artistic works. You just can't let somebody display um something that isn't theirs. And on that matter, it was a traditional art, and in traditional arts for artists, they always they sign and show ownership on their piece. Okay. Okay. So even with that, too, an artist, you would know their signature. You would know this is how they sign all their pieces. Anything coming from them, you know this is how it is. And if they want somebody maybe to sell it on their behalf, they pre-inform me that this is the person who is going to sell those things on their behalf. So when we saw that, well, okay, due, due diligence was not was not done. And that wasn't fair because that person probably thought that the owner of that work didn't know that he was being ripped off in, um, down here. He didn't know that. But nonetheless, that's uh, one of the things that need to be looked out for. Then for the animations that are being given to you, you also need to be careful that you do not share some of those videos or those contents without the permission of the creators. Because for some of those creators, they mean some of them may submit an unfinished work. I may not want that to be shown outside Comic Con or to be given to any individual without um, their permission and without due compens uh, compensation. So we know that, okay, even if that, um, that person loves what's being shown, but you still can't get it. So you need to make sure that you're also adhering to the creatives and you're conscious of their intellectual property and make sure you as an organizer, you are not infringing on their rights and to also not use their works outside that year's event if you would want to you would obviously need to come in contact with those creators and get the permission from them before before proceeding to to do that and yes then to also be i think um like earlier this like this year somebody made a video with the log with our logo and that wasn't shown to the team to anybody on the team and when we saw that we we're like oh okay this wasn't that this is wrong we agreed on something but nonetheless before you use someone else's logo because even as a, as an event organizer you'll be giving um, logos, you'll be giving copyright items by different persons, different entities. So you really need to be careful that you do not use it outside the terms and conditions you have signed and you have agreed with with those parties and entities. And also try to ensure that each individual or company or entity or party is comfortable with how their logo is being placed or being used. Uh, we have had a situation where um, we worked with um, 
a certain brand and the way we place the logo like no that's not how it should be placed or the color it needs to be in this way because this is how they appear everywhere so you also need to be conscious of that so that you don't be in breach of a contract or a partnership or a sponsorship you signed with 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 a uh, with a third party and to also make sure that your intellectual properties are not used without your permission especially if maybe for the way you release your materials you have a certain way you place your logo or you want persons to um, to view your brand if somebody else um, uses your logo without your permission you already know that that's already a violation depending on how it was done if it's was a partnership you know that it's something that can be addressed if um it's not um, that the other party is not listening then you take it up legally and do the and you do the proper thing because as you build as you build your event some certain things in your event begin to grow as your intellectual properties so you you need to make sure they're protected and they are not used by any entity without your approval. At least before maybe a graphics or a certain thing um, goes out, you can send it to all parties involved to make sure everybody is okay with how it's being used, how it's being placed, so that you don't get a cease and desist to stop using this even when you've had a prior agreement to it, but if maybe they've explained to you that no, to use this, you have to use it in this way and in this format. So you need to also listen. You need to be aware of the things that can be avoided, the issues that can be avoided. And it's a visual, it's a visual and audio industry. So really being sensitive to the things in this space is really, really important. How they appear, how it sounds, all need to be taken into consideration. So I think we'll be wrapping up in a bit. Um, I'll just get like your concluding statements. And let's see now. How you also advise, I think you already touched on that, on how to prevent and detect um, IP violation in terms of um, screening your exhibitors, having um, policies and monitoring um, the use of your work. So in wrapping up our conversation, as a Comic-Con event organizer and also as a script writer, what would you say are the benefits of IP to you? And are there trends you've noticed within Nigeria, within the Comic-Con industry? And what are the expectations for 2020, 2024? 24. Yeah. Okay. I would say um, one of the things that as an organizer and a script writer that could be beneficial to... I'll, I'll start with Comic-Con. 
for an organizer or an entity, you could the symbols, the things you create, the characters, mm. those are copyrights, those are trademarks, those are things that um, can serve as long-term assets to the company and can, and yeah, they can serve as assets and really be beneficial to the persons who have been building it and the value that can be created around it. And it can also serve as something that can be known um, nationwide, not just the city. For example, the Superman logo or the Batman logo, we all know it's known worldwide. So imagine your logo or a character that has been created and has been pushed and has been developed and it's not at the national or international level, you can only imagine what that means for the creators and the persons involved. You know that um, that's um, going to serve as a moral booster and also help to grow the economy and the persons involved. Then, okay, fantastic. What about for Comic-Con? What are called Comic-Con and then are there like available funding um support from because you made you talked about support from the industry but what about support from governments and you know generally um with another so make i talk truth or make a lie on that side <laughs> <laughs> because he had that but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> As for this mm. okay, let me translate it in a technical way that I won't throw stone at any anybody. anybody. Entity. Okay. So. Okay, so for next year, um, next year, for next year for PST Comic Con, it's going to be mm. better, more organized, more collaborations, more partnerships. Mm. As for funding, currently we are open to funding because for a while now, except last year, last year we had um, we had um, the shell. Hey, <laughs> that year this <laughs> thing is long. Your name, this thing is long. Okay. okay. Um, we had a sponsorship from Shell. Okay. And Cute. we were able to, yes, they supported. They supported us in making last in making 2022 PSC Comic Con um, to happen on a really good scale. Mm. Um, that uh, particular sponsorship we've actually been trapping trying to grow the Comic-Con mm. where it also begins to fund itself. But for every business, normally, that capital then is needed to let it build off of it and begin to function um, properly and on its own as an entity to be able to support 
even the young creatives because we can actually do things within the community that can help impact yeah. and be of, of great help to both the artists and the creators who need support in any way possible. But at the same time, we are also still growing. So we've not been able to do some certain things, but in the future, we hope to we hope to do that. And I would say for the government, we've had good government interactions so far in the sense that there's been an interest. We've gotten some advice on and, and encouragement in what we're doing and we are grateful for that. And we hope that next year and the years to come, we have more involvement with, from the private sector from the from mm. investors and for stakeholders who would want to see see the industry and the states and the country grow. Okay. Thank you. So thank you, Varida, for sharing your practical insight and industry knowledge with us today on IP series. I had a wonderful time talking to you and getting into your space, still putting myself out there that I did for now if I go live on that for Portacourt. No, no, no. No, no, no. Almost I should say, you want to go meet lawyer so that you don't come and tell me I did not tell you. Nah, I've told you. I did for most of them. It was even uh, most of them is they don't, I would say they don't have the money to basically tell them you want consultation, you know, one pay, but you never ready. That's <laughs> yes, now. I told them, well, you go to bar and go and drink water and this thing. So it means you have that money. Spend it if you want to Don't do something off of <laughs> your well, you can ah no now. <laughs> Everybody has to to eat. <laughs> mm. So thank you for coming in once again. I hope you had a great time like I did. Hoping that we have more of this conversation in future. And yeah, it's a wrap yeah. for, for us here. Thank you. Thank you. I don't I don't know sometime. I don't know sometime. I'm happy to hear that. Thank you. So I hope with these few points that Barida has shared with us today that my friends who are comic-con enthusiasts and who may be having um, interest to delve into this franchise of more than 30 years of picking um, practical tips from her as always please like share subscribe to ip series any of the platform you're currently listening to the second episode of the 2023 christmas edition stay tuned for more episodes and happy holiday IP friends